Hey, welcome to episode 134 of the Collector's Quest podcast. In this episode, we really wanted to figure out a way that Stefan could talk about the Sonic movie because he really wants to talk about the Sonic movie. So we're doing collectible movie games. And we're also kind of talking about whether the Sonic movie will affect Sonic prices. Spoilers, it won't. And then also, our hobby's making it big time! We're on Pawn Stars. Well, not us. We're kind of the little people. But the big people are on Pawn Stars, so we're gonna talk about that. Maybe argue about it. Tell your mom to listen to the show. Give us five stars on iTunes, and let's go. to another episode of Collector's Quest. I'm Tyler, here with Johnny, here with Stefan. Guys, I'm not going to ask you how you're doing, because I already know how you're doing. Tonight is Frozen 2 night. Or is it Tuesday night? I don't know. Wait, like, that actually is relevant to me, having a four-year-old daughter. So, is it really? Because I should... You didn't, you didn't pre-order your tickets? Well, why am I even here? I should be... <laughs> I think it's the 22nd. 20, okay, maybe it's tomorrow. I'm sorry, I messed up. <laughs> um... Yeah, I just learned about it. I listened to the new Let It Go song, and it is not as good as Let It Go. Because it's not Let It Go. I I mean, How Far I'll Go is as good as Let It Go. I think you just need a go in the title of the song. Well, I'm sorry that didn't live up to your expectations, but uh, hey, what are we doing here? <laughs> Get off that Frozen 2 topic wow. as fast as yeah. possible. Yep, I iced you on that one, just... Uh, well, <laughs> Stefan's here to complain about Wada stuff, and then we're no, gonna not. smoothly transition into movie games. <laughs> Whoops! Did I give away the format of the show? Am uh, I allowed no, to give it, away the smooth transition? Yes, you you can you can tell the audience what the agenda is. I do it frequently. We're also gonna bring up Sonic for some reason. I think we're starting with Pawn Stars. So, Stefan, what happened on Pawn Stars? So the hundred thousand dollar Mario in colloquial terms, was featured on Pawn Stars recently. One of the stakeholders in that game, because it's collectively owned, uh, brought it into Pawn Stars and uh, initially asked for $8 million and then uh, eventually settled for $1 million. Surprise of your life, it did not sell. I, he Wait, didn't he ask for $8 million? I don't remember for that part. Million. Yeah, he said, the no. didn't, didn't he start with $8 he million? He asked for a million. A million. Really? Also, it's Rich Leshy. Is that how you pronounce it? We don't need to keep him a secret. He's a pretty well-known dude. Yeah, no, I think he I just asked for a million, Stefan. Okay, I, I could have sworn the initial it's clip. It's probably the accent. Yeah, because when, no, when, when, when he was first talking to to Dennis, I thought he said, this guy wants eight million, but he could have no. just been a million. Okay. A million. You could you could you you can strike that, Tyler, and make me sound smart. Nope. <laughs> I, li, like I know Johnny just watched the clip again, so he's totally fresh, and you That's are. Right. Yeah. So I don't think there's any controversy in that it's it was featured. I think it was a smart promotional. Uh, what promotional? You're telling me that Rich didn't walk into this pawn shop and actually try to sell a video game for a million dollars on the spot? <laughs> no. Yeah. I, I want to just jump into that. So anyone who thinks that Pawn Stars is just a reality show and you know, this is so dumb and we can tell it's staged. Of course it's staged. 
obviously. If you're not there just to see interesting items, you are watching it for the wrong reasons. If you're seeing if they're actually going to grab something super valuable because some idiot walked in off the street, you're watching the wrong show. Yeah, that's like the... That's American Pickers. One of my favorite ones was, uh, I mean, famously, Pat the NES Punk brought his um, his uh, competition carts in, but uh, which was also, of course, incredibly staged. But one of my favorite ones was somebody brought in one of George Washington's suits. Did you see this one? And, no. And so it was like an actual suit worn by George Washington, and like they made it, they made us believe that someone like legit walked off the street, like, <laughs> like, hey, I, I just need some more have... gambling money, and I'm just trying to get <laughs> just... home, man. <laughs> And and, you, and every expert in the world just happens to be in Las Vegas yeah, at all times. And, and whenever one of these guys. people walk in, uh huh, a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> I didn't guys, even think of that. Let me call my my friend here from Wada Kames. I know he's yeah. in town. Yeah, that that's a ridiculous thing for people to be upset about. That is not what we're here to talk about. Any of that. We don't yeah. care how the show is organized. So who cares? The the contra- I don't even want to know if I wouldn't call it controversy. The I thing that Johnny and I were fighting about earlier <laughs> um, was uh, their choice to use Dennis Kahn, CEO of Wada Games, as the expert. My since I'm starting this, I, I'll just go ahead and and say my piece. I think that it was poor optics for him to go on record talking about value. Um, I don't know whether or not it's directly problematic as much as it i think there's 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 a perception issue here um i don't we, when you have a company that that really touts himself as being um you know unbiased and um uh what's the word i'm looking for johnny i'm spacing on it i don't objective know. objective got it <laughs> um i think there is a certain percentage of this hobby base that look at that and scratch their heads a little bit. Um, And whether or not Dennis stands to gain a tremendous amount monetarily or not, I think that is going to be the perception. And I know, you know, what has already struggled with this in the past with, you know, the uh, CEO of go collect being a director of water games, you know, so that in, in a, in an environment where they already have struggled with perception in regards to conflict of interest, I think this was just a poor decision. Okay. And I'm going to refute everything you just said. Of course you will. Uh, well, yeah, because he didn't. First thing, you said he put a value on it. He did not put a value on it. He, yep. did, no, he did no such thing. Okay, but... He, 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 no, ahead, go hold no, on. Go ahead, go ahead. I yep, let go. you say... Yep, go. He said... Uh, you know, the guy from Pawn Star said, hey, uh, right now, what do you think this is worth? And Dennis talked for like 30 seconds saying, you know, this is a rare game. It's got the trifecta. It's all of these things. You know, I don't know an actual value on this. What I do know is that an offer of $300,000 has been made on this and turned down. So that's that. So if anything... Rich walks in, says, I want a million dollars. If they're saying, I want a million dollars for this game, then the only number Wada came out and threw was uh, less than half of that, down to you know less than a third of the number that Rich said. So if anything, I feel like that would hurt the price. Also, I think it, it's crazy for us to, to 
to think that Dennis doesn't know the value of games. He works for a company that exclusively knows about the value of games and grades games. He's not assigning values. He's not like, they're not selling games, but they're going to know what valuable stuff comes in. And we can make a base assumption that people aren't sending just random trash there. Like the first things you would grade would obviously be, you know, things that are expensive. Also sentimental. I mean, people will grade things for different reasons, but I think the majority is probably going to be more expensive stuff. So I don't have a problem if Dennis knows the value of games. It's he was collector. He's been in the community a long time. It's insane to think that he wouldn't know a value if someone asked he, and who else should they call? Who would be a good expert? Like, especially for this. Okay, go ahead. I want to jump on what Johnny's saying and then you can respond, Stefan. Okay. Uh, and I'm not going to be inflating Dennis's ego because I know he's one of our friends who only sometimes listens to the show. F*** you, Dennis. Anyway, <laughs> um, in this world, there is literally no other person more connected than Dennis Khan right now, right? Am I crazy? Like, people call him on the phone to talk about sealed games, graded games, and stuff like that. Agreed. Did either of you know that there were $300,000 offers? Assuming there were serious yes. offers, I assume that's real yes, considering they, the price they, of games. When the game actually first auctioned, we heard about multiple other offers that came in from other sellers, but were bound by the bidder at the time of sell. That This, he... is, this is different, though. So there was an 105000 I think, something like that. I don't know if we're supposed to say if we know who it is, uh, <laughs> but this three hundred thousand is totally different. This is after it already sold. That sure, but what what I'm saying is we know other offers have been made in the public, so that's what I'm saying. These I, and I've heard that number before, I, and I don't know if I heard that privately or not, so I I can't really expand on that. But I I've heard of other people talking about the value of that, and people in those arenas who've told me about you know, some of the wild offers that this has gone for. So I don't know, like, what are they supposed to say in, in that situation? Anyways, you can go on. I, I'm, I don't want to run away with your point. I mean, I want to, I want to give Stefan a chance to, cause I know he's got all his pent up responses right now. I just want to say like, I follow this stuff just as a hobby. My hobby is following the weird sealed games market. And I had not personally heard of a $300,000 offer. I figured someone would have told me that at some point. I think he knows, like, it's a bad kind of look because he just wants to be the objective grader. I don't think it's something he would do again. Um, on the other hand, it's freaking Pawn Stars, and it totally doesn't matter. Literally, his purpose there was to give some infotainment. It wasn't like there was a serious negotiation going on. I don't think... I, I think Dennis knows that inserting himself into that kind of serious negotiation would not be an appropriate place, but it doesn't really matter because it was Pawn Stars. But also, at, like... Let's say, well, let's put it more real world. If you were struggling, and we, and I can ask this to Stefan as well. If you were struggling and you need, you had something incredibly rare and valuable, you know, uh, meeting those two criterias, and you needed to know the value, where would you go? Who would you ask? Like you would ask Nintendo Age, but who would the best source be? Like, have you seen one of these? Do you know about these? How rare is this? Like. Are, are they not supposed to know the value of games? He's not setting the price, but if he's heard of prices, and we've all heard of prices, like if someone calls me and asks me, hey, Johnny, do you know the rough value of a, of like a chrono trigger, a complete box? I could give a value. I mean, that's like 
pretty basic knowledge. What, what are we supposed to pretend we don't know? Like the money talks are always so weirdly taboo and I don't, I don't get it. The, the market always will rectify itself. People can go spend whatever they want. And on something this unique, you know, it, it's like a one of one item. It's always going to be worth whatever somebody buys it for. So that value is going to be determined by the seller and the buyer only. So like they, you could come in and say whatever it is, you could say, I want a million dollars for it. But if no one steps up, that's not what it's worth, right? The one person who's willing to buy it, you know, that person comes in, then that establishes the value on a game like that. As far as like, oh, well, Dennis needed to be there because he was the, or he should have been been there because he was the most, uh, he's the most connected and, and has the most information. Fine. But like Tyler was saying, this is infotainment and in the context of pawn stars they like when somebody brings in a, a car or a coin or whatever like the audience doesn't care like who that expert is really as long as they have like a neck beard and glasses that's all they care about they, they as long as they look expertly enough that's fine um but so I, I don't think it was necessary in the context of the television show that you have the most credible expert. Like, yes, of course, if you were actually buying something like this, you would you would ask a credible expert. But that also wouldn't be on a fucking television show. But who um, else? Who are the uh, other experts for this? Who would you go ask? Literally anyone. Like, no, the, no, no like, not there, everybody there were, is an expert. The, That's what I'm saying. You could who easily would you go ask right now. Any any shop owner would have been good enough for the show. Literally any shop owner. No, because no shop owner has the very specific knowledge on this game. They'd be like, "Fucking Mario, I don't know. I sell box Marios for like a hundred bucks." No, they'd be like, "Oh, that's the most famous hundred thousand dollar game no, sale not, ever." Like, I think literally I think everyone be, has that information. No, no, but people don't I have you, the the increased I mean, value since that February sale well, information. Okay, okay. I mean, like, and and what you're saying is you want a worse expert. No, I want I want one that doesn't stand to gain so much. He doesn't stand to gain anything. He does not sell the game. He does uh, not make okay. money from well, that. Well, the weirder part is that Dennis probably owns 24 copies of Super Mario Brothers, but that's kind of besides the point since we're not talking about that. Well, that but he's, no, it's see, a weird no, expert to bring in because he definitely owns stuff of a similar caliber. Look, obviously he owns games. That's... That's a given. He was a game collector first and then did this. You can't be like, well, he owns games, so he stands to gain. That means every time we do this podcast, if we talk about the value of a game, then we're out there standing to gain by talking about any game we talk about. And that's not why we do it, right? That you don't, like, we don't hype up games so we can then pocket a few and then go sell them. That's ridiculous. That's a, that's a slippery slope logic. And also to speculate on what is in someone's personal collection it, I I do not like us doing that, especially like if Dennis says he's there, got. There's no speculation. There, Are you kidding you, me? I I'm not. You you know that for a fact. I I wouldn't. I won't tarnish anyone if I don't know for a fact. Do I know Dennis owns games? Of course I know he owns games. Do I know what's in his personal collection? Like as far as quantity? No. Does he probably have like a bunch of sticker seal games? Uh, well, maybe not sealed, but st sticker games probably. But like, those are reasonable assumptions to say he's got I, like twenty four. I'm looking at one of his Instagram pictures, and there are thirteen copies of Mario Super Mario Brothers in it. But but the, are they all sticker? No, I'm just saying he he has a lot of copies of Super Mario. Okay, well, he has a lot of games. You have a lot of games. I have a lot of games. That's why I'm, I'm saying. Not, 
That's I'm, crazy. I'm more on your side than on Stefan's side. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> objectively I, why, why people would think like, no, oh, I'm you just drawing. Be that. I'm drawing a line in the sand about us speculating like that. That's like saying that puts a weird tarnish on it that I, I disagree with us doing. I and mean, we, we can fight about that. You can tell me I'm wrong and crazy, but go for it. Hmm, I don't want to fight about it anymore. No. I do want to say that uh, I think Dennis did a really good job describing uh, the game to the general public. Uh, specifically that he's saying it's the only one known to exist is from the test market as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of people, if they got like one of those fake game store experts on and there was a stadium events, they would say this game was recalled by Nintendo in 1987 when there is no evidence that stadium events was ever recalled. And Dennis was really good about saying what we think we know, not what we know. And he's like, if we ever found another one, but we only know of one, this would probably be the highest graded one because it's so goddamn nice. Right. And he didn't say a value. He said what he knows has been offered, but not what he thinks it's worth. Yeah, He but did not do that. So uh, I agree, but I don't know how many people would actually have caught that if they weren't breaking it down. Because, wasn't the, breaking way, it. because the way that it was phrased was... <clears throat> He asked him, if this were to go to auction, what would I get, is what he and, had said. And then he talked then for 30 seconds. He did, but in that same conversation, a dollar value came up. And so I, I think if you're not like going to bring it up on your podcast, um, that, that you don't necessarily catch that nuance. See, no, no. I di- I'll disagree, because we were talking about it cold- via via text in our messenger yep. chat right and i told you exactly what i thought dennis said and disagreed with you on the exact yep. point that i brought up and i listened to this while falling asleep in my bed at like 2 30 in the morning you know while all this other stuff in my life is going on i was not doing heavy listening i wasn't even watching the video Sure, but at the so, same time, in that in that same thread, when you said he didn't say that, Tyler said he kind of did, though. So there's an example of someone who did feel like he he gave a price. Yeah. See, and but that's so. What do we what do we have to say here? Like in, in this world now, we gotta we gotta baby everyone because their listing is bad. Like you no. didn't do that. It's <laughs> he like, didn't. Oh, he didn't give a price. He said it's basically impossible to price because it's freaking he, nuts he, right now. Which is said, an accurate way the... to describe how I would I would describe the price of it. It's a sweet right. backpedal there. How was that a backpedal? <laughs> he gave a price. He gave a floor of three hundred thousand, and then said, uh, the "Sky's the limit." But you know, you can have it right now for a million dollars because that's what Rich wants. Right, and that's what I'm talking about. The value on something of a one of one is going to be a transactional value created by a buyer and a seller. I think he, I, I guess my point is that, did he do something wrong? No, of course not. But I think you can not do something wrong and have something still have been a generally bad idea. Well, see, and I, but I, I, I still disagree with your premise. Do we not want him to know the value of games? Is he supposed to stick his head in the sand? No, I just think having someone else, any literally anyone else would have There's been a There's no better idea. person to answer that question. That's but, my point. But in the context of a, of a info an infotainment television show, that doesn't matter. It but it I always like the best person telling me the best data possible. If we're looking at it as data points, 
I want the most informed telling, you know, the least informed always. Not not someone marginally in the middle. Like, don't ask me. And yet I could, we're the ones doing this podcast. I, yeah, right. But what I'm saying is, like, don't ask me on that game specifically. I could probably give it a fair answer that would be fine for the public. But the best person to ask, you know, better than, you know, people who run random shops with games all over the ground and, like, trashy, dirty games... Like on that like level, like new collector, guy who owns a really bad shop, guy who owns a nice collector shop, you know, us, you know, and then like WADA, like the gaps there are very pronounced. So I would want the best information coming from the best sources always trickle down because like, let's talk about that. Uh, let's talk about another dumb reality show. Let's talk about, you know, Storage Wars. Yeah. And the 001 Nintendo. <laughs> What a fucking problem that was when somebody who did not have the best information spouted off something stupid and has affected Craigslist and Facebook Marketplace ever since. Right? Right, but uh, would there really have been a difference like on the long term whether or not he had said, oh, it sold for $100,000 versus I've gotten 300000 like in but, or I've heard of three hundred thousand. Like in in X amount of time, that's not going to matter anyway because both those numbers are going to get blown out of the water. Okay, um, well then, if none of those ma- numbers matter, like my premise is, I don't care if he knows a number. Like I, I think he's an expert. I think he should no, know numbers. I, I think he. Should, I, I don't care that he knows them. I care that I, I. I think that it was a misstep to go on television and and talk about the that. Like I, yeah. I See, think that's I, I think that's kind of where we're gonna have to leave this, Johnny. Like, oh I don't yeah, know that... no, I, I don't think we're ever gonna agree. <laughs> yeah. I, See, I think I think people should be thankful that someone in the know came out on television and said something versus some idiot saying, "Oh yeah, oh oh one, this is the rarest Nintendo well, DS sure. ever." Yeah, but there's a huge. I mean, there's a, there's definitely a spectrum between but a spectrum at, of people between an idiot and and Dennis. Like, well, of course, you know? that's why I'm saying I think Dennis is the best possible answer, and that's like the worst possible thing that happened on TV. And you saw how that affected the marketplace. Sure, but I'm saying and that and that was worse because that affected the marketplace for for all tiers of collector. This one is only affecting Richie Riches, you know, that, you know, we know a couple, but we're not really in, like, we're not buying at that level. Right. And most people won't. It's the 1% versus the 99. It's not even the 1%. It's like the point, you know, oh, 0.01%. I'm glad we talked about this. All right. Nice. See, we don't always have to agree. We can fight and just leave it. Nothing yeah. personal. Yeah. All right. I, I think it's clear that uh, all the Wada haters out there, like Stefan, will just always be against <laughs> Dennis no matter what he does. Yeah, uh, absolutely. we should leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. I, 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 I know that. I know there's some guys out there like, yeah, f- yeah, Stefan, you do it. Tell them. <laughs> I know em. they're all on his side right now. Oh yeah, they're just like out there rubbing their crotches, listening to <laughs> Stefan's opinion right now. It's gross. All right, and I'm over here just being like, I don't know, guys. Here's what reasonable looks like. See what I did there? Three under the bus, Stefan. I can, I can already know. I already know that like of the two of us, you did more yelling this segment. <laughs> but I didn't yell at all. I I exasperated, not yelling. You know what my yelling? <laughs> yeah. Like you know my yelling is much different than this. And if I was gonna yell, this might be the week. But I'm I'm not doing it. Okay. And- and, well, and just one, I just want to wrap this up because actually someone someone who had a, a similar viewpoint that I was speaking to uh, today that was not Johnny but has a, a, a similar viewpoint um, insinuated that it was because I 
am just hating on the way that this hobby is going and that I don't like WADA. And I just want to like publicly remind everyone I use WADA as a service. Dennis and Kenneth are have been friends of mine for years. I totally support them. I just don't agree that that was a good direction for them to go in. Stefan yeah. doesn't collect video games anymore, and he thinks that people should be talking about <laughs> Nintendo Power artifacts instead. Yeah, and I also friends with those guys and have zero water graded games. Yeah, yeah, it, it just it has nothing to do with my opinion, uh, where my opinion lies on the direction of this hobby. Uh, you know, and and we've talked about this. You know, what I think about the direction of the hobby anyway. So, yeah, I think that's I think that's good. We got it All out. Right. Okay. Cool. So now let's let's go into uh, the, our second topic for today, and uh, this is another thing you're kind of passionate about, Stevan. Um, we want to just like it's kind of a big deal. Sonic the movie is coming out, so I know you have some things to say about it. We're not here to give movie reviews or anything. We can talk a little bit briefly, but I want to ask you guys: Do you think Sonic the movie is going to affect? the value of Sonic games, like more specifically the early games, Genesis. I'm not talking like, you know, the Sonic with a gun and all the weird shit that happened at GameCube, but like Genesis games. Do you, what do you guys think? And um, what first, before we even get there, Stefan, what do you want to say about the movie? I know you got like a soundbite you want to get out. Yeah. Um, just, and, and I was talking about this on Facebook and Instagram as well, but just make sure. So if, if you are living under a rock, um, the, the Sonic model that they use that they're using in the movie uh, the actual character model was drastically redesigned based on fan feedback like for once in however often this actually happens which is not very often the studio listened redesigned the character model from scratch it didn't cost 35 million or whatever the f***ing tweet said it did uh, it was probably closer to the if i were to guess the realm of 5 million anyway they they took the time to redesign sonic based on fan feedback. And I just want to say that if you are one of those people who are out there starting online petitions or you know drowning people in your comments on Twitter over the how bad the original design was, now that it's redesigned, and I think everyone or most people agree that the, the new model is much, much better, um, please, please go see the movie. Because if, if the studio goes through all this trouble and the movie bombs then they're going to at least partially attribute attribute that to you know saying well you know we why bother why bother making changes if it's just not if it's not going to affect our bottom line because you know at the end of the day they care about their bottom line um i went through that at at disney you know in the days that we were making hannah montana games i was you know was helping with design on, on at disney interactive and there would be conversations like well, why would we make the game good when it's going to sell on the box either way? Like, you know, Hannah is on the box and the games are going to sell whether or not we make a good game, which is why most of the Hannah games are not great. Um, but it's that same thing. Like, they just really, at the end of the day, will care about their bottom line. So if they see that listening to the fans helps their bottom line, then they will do it more often. And that same studio, Paramount, is also doing the the reboot of Ninja Turtles, which I care about very, very much. So please help me out and go see Sonic so that they listen to fans on the Turtles movie, too. Yeah. And uh, like just to, you said is like you didn't put it into like terms. You said like it's much better. But what let's like call a spade a spade. 
it's good now. It, it looks like Sonic. The last one was bad. Kinda. This one looks like Sonic. I, I mean, Sonic has uh, one fucking eyeball. This movie Sonic has two eyeballs, so it does not although, look like Sonic. They they even alluded to that though oh. too, because if you look at the way his fur goes, like it, the blue stops before, it, like halfway down the bridge of the nose, and it turns into a skin tone. So they they at least acknowledged the whole one eye thing and did something that was you know close enough. Sure. And it's still a video game movie. It's still a Jim Carrey movie for children. And it, okay, they made Sonic better. I don't have any interest in seeing it. Yeah. Okay. Is it yep. going to affect prices of games? Absolutely not. You don't think this? You don't think there'll be a sudden spike in Sonic games? No, because every every single person has a different Sonic game. If you are twenty two years old, like you might have grown up. Uh, Jeez, like Sonic Adventure, maybe if you're like 22 years old, you might have grown up with Sonic Adventure. If you're younger than that, you probably grew up with like Sonic Wii games like Sonic Heroes or Sonic Colors, whatever those were. Uh, and there's too many games. Uh, there's no way you think 22 year olds grew up with Sonic Adventure. <laughs> I don't I can't Tyler do has, math. Tyler has they no grow up with time. Probably GameCube games and uh, DS games. What is one generate? It doesn't matter. Okay, (laughs) I'm just saying. There's, there's how many Sonic games are there? Fifty. Everyone has their own one. So there's one movie I could think of that made a game go absolutely nuts, and that's Ready Player One because there was literally an Atari Adventure cartridge in the movie, and people wanted that physical thing from the movie. Just seeing a franchise on the screen. Like, do you think the Assassin's Creed movies caused people to buy? assassin's creed and spike the prices old games i I don't think so i think there's too many games and it's not exciting enough i think tyler is half right um i think there will be more people buying sonic games i think there are so many of them and as tyler had said the interest is spread across the spectrum of sonic games that we may not notice a price increase um, or they just may not be buying enough copies to warrant a price increase when spread across that spectrum. If there was a single Sonic, if it was just Sonic the Hedgehog for Genesis and that's the only thing that existed, then maybe, yeah, you'd see a big spike. But there are so many d- different generations of people who are going to see it and want to buy the game that they love that I don't know that they will be buying enough to spike the price on any one. Ooh, and I've got a I've got a great example. Even if everybody agreed that oh, the first Sonic game is the most important thing and everyone rushed to buy the first Sonic game, oh guys, guess what? There's too many fucking copies of Sonic the Hedgehog as everybody realized earlier this year when people tried to buy out Sonic the Goddamn Hedgehog, which by the way, if you haven't been keeping track, the price is not the $200 that people have wanted to get for it. You can easily get one for whatever they used to cost 30 bucks. Yeah, and I don't know that that Sonic No, has... they were like $10. Remember when we did the game auction? They were very cheap. So, if they're now $30. Well, were, were you specifically getting a retail copy in the game auction cuz the not for resale copies are even cheaper? I uh, know, I was getting a retail copy. Okay. Pretty sure. I mean, yeah, you're you're probably right. It, it's up higher than it was before, but still like extremely affordable. Okay. I mean, I, I think the truth is we don't know exactly the answer. Probably not much. I agree on that on that sentiment. But I think it'll be interesting for us to go look right after the movie comes out and see what Sonic looks like on eBay, see if anything happened. And then uh, just kind of look at the, the chart and see if uh, it moved at all. 
I mean, and I was going to make a comparison to like Marvel movies spiking comic book prices because that does happen. Like first appearances spike whenever that character's movie comes out. But the uh, the size of the fan base versus the number of copies of games is completely different. You know, there is there is a big difference in that people actually like comic book movies and nobody likes video game movies. Is that still true? I don't know that that's still true. Mm, it's I gotten better. Think, what video game? I can think of Assassin's Creed, Hitman. Like what's come out since then? There was a Far Cry movie, I think. That might have been an Uwe Bull movie. Uh, we would have to look. I don't want to speculate. We can we can go back the other way another time. Um, it's thirty three right. minutes and we haven't even got into our topic. Well, we no. kind of did because Sonic was our lead in. Oh, all right, yeah. All right. Now now Sonic's so, a, a movie game. Yep. Now Sonic. Well, you know what's crazy is now like I wonder if we'll see a Sonic the movie game. <clears throat> I like back in the day remember anytime a movie came out that had a game you would then get the movie version like the TMT the movie like you'd get that the the Street movie Fighter, game. the movie the game yeah. I yeah I, so you'd get that but now there's just apps they just release like an app game for it and call it good yeah and like this uh, the based on the previews I don't I don't know that this is really shooting for children and I think if it were that you would see like a uh, a switch Sonic the movie game um but um this really does like like that first trailer as bad as it was like you know it, they were playing like gangster's paradise in the back and like there was like that was weird like, as shit <laughs> it seems like for the most part they're pitching to us but then you think a jim like, carrey movie with a cartoon hedgehog is being pitched for adults i think well, it, jim, I, people I, haven't liked jim carrey since we were kids so I, I think the primary demo is us and the secondary demo is children yes all right so now we've kind of talked about that now let, let's do a a quick a quick throwaway because we're talking about this this game that is now getting a movie. Let's talk about movie games that are actually collectible because we all kind of agree that this probably isn't going to dramatically affect the price. And if anything happens, maybe on the earlier games, but not much. I, I'm curious to see. But let's let's go for real movie games that are kind of collectible, and um, you know you can check the charts on these and and see well if they're valuable or rare or something that that draws people in to want to buy them. So uh, who wants to start Stefan or Tyler? Tyler. Tyler, man, it's me. All right, Tyler, you're starting us off and I know you got a few fun facts. So (laughs) give me your first game and your fun facts. I do have fun facts. Me and Johnny uh, might have disagreed before the show came on the air on what constitutes a fun fact. And I was a big jerk about it. (laughs) My first game is Superman Returns for the PSP, uh, which was demoed at E3 2006 and then never heard from again. And as far as we know, there's only one copy in existence owned by (laughs) our friend VG Collectaholic. That's your fun fact. How do you guys feel about that? I'm fine. That that's all true, by the way. He has, I think, the only copy that we know to exist. That's not my game, though. I just wanted yeah. to shout him out because oh. he needs more love. I don't know. I don't know that I consider something that there's one of collectible necessarily in the context of what we usually say is collectible. Well, it's an unreleased game. That's cool as shit. But there's you know, one. If that was on NES, you'd be a millionaire. <laughs> there's one. Yeah. Only one person can collect it. <laughs> hey, but hey, let, let's just say something about uh, VG Collectible right now. He is uh, collecting PSP stuff. So if you want to see like weird, rare PSP stuff, like you should be following him 
anyways, like before that, but like he's showing me some like weird PSP stuff that uh, makes me super happy. I did not go down that road. So, but check him out and uh, give oh, he him just a got phone. that uh, that yeah. rhythm heaven, not rhythm heaven. DJ Max. Oh, there's only 125 of those. I want. And he's those. talking about like the Hilton Hotel oh, man. DS game. Oh, the PSP game, yeah. And I say this every time we bring him up, and I will continue to say it every time we bring him up. He does not have nearly the follower base that he deserves. Please go follow him. Dude, learn no. how to hashtag. I don't know what he's doing wrong. He has like such a good collection. I know. You know what he did? He did something really nice. He sent me Monster Manor, um, the 3DO game <laughs> for my Halloween stuff. That's what? Awesome. No, that's I awesome. Don't... Yeah, no, it was super nice. I mean, he just sent it to me because he knows I do the Halloween thing. So that was awesome. And I, I forgot to, I mean, I thanked him privately, but thank you on the show. Thank you for doing that. You didn't does have to. Does he listen to the show? Yes. Um. Yeah, I guess Send me he does. your 3DO list. Johnny, you told him I want 3DO I told, games, which I, I wasn't I looking tell him for, that. but then I told he's him, like, you want 3DO I games? Told him he, he told me he's got a bunch of doubles, and I said, you need to message Tyler. So if you're listening, I have already said this. I already tried to help you, Tyler, and I already tried to cut. No, he messaged you with me, him. but then he never actually oh. gave me the list. So give me the oh. list, dude. Okay, good. Anyways, All right. give me your actual game. Now we've Jaws. It's Jaws. Oh, but, whoa, is that? But Tyler, Jaws, Jaws wah, is one wah, of the most wah. common, least exciting NES games L-J-N. there is. And if you said that, you would be 100% right, because Jaws isn't <laughs> very exciting. Uh, but I have seen some of like the the more like sealed people, like kind of the newer people, they're into that because I don't mean to generalize. They might not give as much a shit about the game, but it's a cool movie franchise. But sure. Jaws still sucks. Whatever. Regular Jaws. The first release of Jaws first print is a five screw variant with no rev A. So let me talk about this for a second. So early NES carts. I, I don't know how much we've actually talked about this. Early not NES carts before 1987 came with five screws. Uh, we have talked about this before. And then the three screw carts somewhere in 1987, they switched over. And Jaws was one of two LJN games that was in the middle of the crossover. So the first releases of Gotcha and Jaws came out with a no rev A box and a five screw cart. And so if it has rev A on the box, that usually means that there's a three screw cart inside. So there is both a five screw cart Jaws and a no rev A Jaws box. So the cart itself is pretty rare, and Gotcha is even rarer than that, but we're not talking about Gotcha. So that's just a, uh, a cool Jaws variant to look out for. I always tell people, if you're looking at a stack of games, uh, just look look at the spines, because you could tell on the side of the cart if it's a three-screw or five-screw based on whether you see the clips or not. And if you see something that's a later release or like late 1987 to 1988, it's probably something you want to get. I know I know K-Thrower, he picked up a sealed five screw gotcha on ebay at some point or it was a no rev a gotcha and there was like some speculation if we could be a hundred percent sure that there was a five screw cart inside of it and i've seen recently people talking about uh wada putting screw labeling on sealed games like that and whether they're using like sonogram technology to figure out what kind of cartridge is in a box if someone knows if that's actually something that is out there that seems crazy and really cool or if they're just kind of guessing that is a lot less exciting but if somebody knows that please let me know because i would be very interested you could definitely uh, oh. i was just gonna say you could definitely x-ray one and... but like th- does wada like have an x-ray machine that they put their weird sealed games through i, I wouldn't think so but maybe oh quick 
quick uh, update too. Um, remember how you know we talked about how we don't like uh, the labeling on some of the WADA games, especially for uh, you know incorrectly married parts on games. Mm-hmm. They just released a, a status update on that the other day, where they are going to more prominently feature imp on on the cartridge, so it's easier to see like in the hologram now. Yeah, your so, big grade gets replaced by a big fat IMP. It's yep. pretty sexy. Yep. So this is something we talked about that we wanted, and it it's a thing that they heard from the community and they listened. Speaking of people who listen to the community, like <laughs> the Sonic stuff, they listened to that feedback. They made a change. So hooray for that. That's a positive change. Yeah, that is really good. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, that and anything else you want to say about Jaws Tower? Sorry. Uh, I just realized I have no idea what it's worth. Uh, I'm just going to throw out. $75. Why Ooh. not? I don't know Why who not collects guess? this yeah. stuff. Yeah, Someone's going to be we like, you idiot, it's a $200 cart now. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Well, we didn't. Yeah, I know to, it's so. probably more, rarer than one in a hundred because there's Jaws on eBay all day, every day. But like, fi- I think they're, when Nintendo Age was still a thing back when that existed, uh, you could find there was a there. list of like people with the weird variants. And like, there were a couple dozen people that owned Jaws. So it's not like impossible to find, but it's still rare enough that you could theoretically make a list of people who own one all right kind of nice. neat i know it's not that exciting to you johnny no i i thought that was awesome i didn't know about that actually so i learned something today from this podcast all right stefan what do you got for us uh i think i will start out with labyrinth um so there are a number of labyrinth games uh or games titled labyrinth so i'm specifically talking about the Labyrinth, the movie game, um, obviously, because that's our topic. But uh, so this, uh, some fun facts. Uh, this was the first adventure game by LucasArts, and Douglas Adams of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy fame was uh, one of the designers on it. Um, so they, the SKUs are Apple II, Commodore 64, uh, and... Um, uh, both both versions, sorry, both versions of Commodore 64. Um, but we don't really talk. We don't really care about that stuff. What we really care about, because it's on a cartridge, is the MSX2 version, yeah. which is yeah, which is devastatingly difficult to find. I think there's one uh, in Spain right now with a four hundred dollar buy it now. If you want to buy that, if you're searching for a labyrinth on the MSX2, be warned that there is also another labyrinth or another game called Labyrinth of something, but most of the title is in Japanese, um, so you may not know it off the top. You know, just glancing at it. But so the proper cover for the MSX2 game is David Bowie's face um, as Jareth. And then on the the on the inside, the cart uh, just has like the movie Labyrinth um, title card. So I think the, the other Labyrinth game has like a guy with a sword on it or something like that. But um, so uh, also there is a Labyrinth movie game for the Famicom, as Johnny and I discovered tonight. Uh, But that is not this game. It is a completely different game. It is basically a Zelda clone, I think would probably be a decent descriptor, Johnny, yeah? It's probably Um, a maze game. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) it's probably... (laughs) I'm just going to let that one slide. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was was hearkening back to a conversation before the podcast when Tyler said that the labyrinth is probably a maze game um, no no there's a ds game called labyrinth and i'm like oh yeah labyrinth's okay i enjoyed that it's a maze game and i didn't realize that it's called labyrinth anyways 
Uh, so the MSX2 game, when I have seen it sell, and it doesn't sell very often, I actually see it sell more on Yahoo auctions if you are the kind of person who buys uh, from Japanese auction sites. Uh, it sells from between two and $300 complete. Uh, but like I said, you can buy it now from a buyer in Spain right now for $400. Um, the Commodore 64 version... Uh, is the seems to be the most accessible. Like when I've been searching around, I've only found like the Apple II version on like handmade diskettes. Uh, but the actual Commodore 64 version complete, depending on uh, if you want the floppy disk version, which is less expensive, or the cassette tape version, which is more expensive, uh, it'll be between $75 and $150. Johnny, <laughs> do you have these yet? I know you're a big fan. Uh, it's actually my wife. It's her favorite movie. Oh, so Christmas gift idea. Yep. But she I don't know if she's going to care. I'm going to ask her if she cares today. <laughs> yeah, I think there is a, a you know, a significant amount of competition for from the LucasArts collectors because uh, it is their first adventure game. Cool. Well, that sucks for me. <laughs> Specifically, that sucks for me if my wife wants it. That just means I'm going to have to spend money on it or get her that Famicom one. Whew. Also, it's their I first adventure Lucas game. Arts. Yes. Am I out of my mind? Yes, nope. you are. Okay. I guess I'm out of my mind. You're what, out of your mind. What did you think was the first adventure game from them? I always th- I think of Maniac Mansion and Zack McCracken, because those are the two games where you can hit a dead end, and I'm like, fuck LucasArts, this stupid bullshit. <laughs> I can't wait until their games weren't like this. Nope, Labyrinth predates that. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to move on to mine. First one, super easy. Uh, Batman Forever which is on the PlayStation 1 and also on the Saturn, is for some reason on the PlayStation a $100 game. I can't give you a good reason. I have no data on why this is this expensive. I looked. I haven't seen a good story. PlayStation 1 collecting is kind of a, a small hole of people, so I didn't stumble into anything. That gives me a good reason for that. But it, it's one of the most expensive PlayStation games in that, you know top 10% of games there easily like probably top 5% of their games and uh it's stupid batman forever which is a really poor game where you can play as batman or robin and it's like a beat em up and you get to fight robin and two-face and the riddler it doesn't look good it's like you know it's got the power meters at top it's not good if have you played this as either of you played this game Cannot say Absolutely that I have. Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it's terrible. So don't. Just, like, put that out there. Don't play it. It's as bad a game as it is a movie. I there you go. Uh, that's and... all I have to say about that. There's, like, um, you know, there's also a pinball machine of this game that's more expensive. So there you go. It's a, it's a pinball machine I also dislike. Are you trying to, <laughs> you trying to bring me in here, Johnny? Yeah. All go right. ahead. Batman Forever not a good game. Looks cool because it has a green habit trail, but uh, don't buy a Batman Forever. Don't buy any Sega game. What would you? What what would you be thinking buying a Sega pinball machine? You are so dumb. All right. Also, just because it's my worst nightmare when I correct Tyler and then later find out that I'm wrong. uh, (laughs) uh, Labyrinth was 1986. Maniac Mansion is 87, and Zach McCracken is 88. That's crazy. And I'm happy that I don't have to correct anyone. Although. You were right, because you're the best. I didn't know that. That's so cool. I need to go get one now. So I need to... So, Johnny, I was actually distracted um, during your Batman, because uh, 
MKE Game Collector on Instagram tagged us all and asked us about an M80Y Nintendo sign. And I think it's amazing that us, um, Stefan collects signs. Me and you, Johnny, I do not believe collect signs. And I think it's great no. that they tagged us. Uh, he tagged us. Well, I mean, if you definitely want to get a hold of Stefan, I mean, I mean, throw us in there. And we also he know he tagged people. you, then Stefan, then me. So I think he knew that I'm the the biggest person who would not answer his question. And then within six minutes, I told him exactly what he was asking. Oh, nice. <laughs> hey, more importantly, we got tagged earlier than somebody bought uh, that collector's edition of Rise of Sinzu because we told them to. Cool. I don't. Re- you told me that, and I didn't actually look up who bought it. But good, yeah, it good was buy. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills Gaming. It is a oh. good buy. He said he's going to stop listening to the show. Don't do that. Buy more games and listen to us. We know stuff. Kind of. We don't have to All know right. stuff. We just have to like. We could just like point our gun randomly and shoot at something and be like, "Look at that. That's interesting." And like <laughs> someone will be like, "Oh, that is interesting." Yeah, and well, it's we... not even like it's not even like a hype thing anymore. It's just like, "Hey, look, this is a thing," and then people go buy it. I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think that's exactly true, but um, yeah, that's a good buy. I I also love games with little figures in them, so I'm I'm the wrong person to ask. He also was nice enough to confirm that there is indeed a window on the back of that box. Yeah, sometimes. Some <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, guys, this is going to be a short episode, and uh, we're not even halfway through here. No, we are halfway through. Okay, go ahead, go to your second game. Stop talking uh, about Instagram. Second game, New Ghostbusters Two. So, what is this on PAL NES? There's actually a bunch of movie games that we didn't get. Uh, Beauty and the Beast and Lion King also came out on NES, but only in Europe. Uh, and then there's New Ghostbusters Two, which is the weirdest one because in America, Activision already put out Ghostbusters Two, which was made by Imagineering Dan Kitchen. An Atari guy. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 in America, not a very well-renowned game. Uh, and I can give you a perfectly good reason for that. And uh, the reason for that is the same reason that I will tell you that Famicom games are more important than Nintendo games. Uh, Americans are not super good at making video games, or at least in the 80s, they sure weren't. And the Japanese were really, really good. So instead of Imagineering's version, HAL Laboratories, who you might have heard of, uh, made new Ghostbusters 2, but because of licensing nonsense, and I, I I really, I tried to look up the exact licensing reason that new Ghostbusters 2 didn't come out in America. I mean, it's, it's kind of obvious there was already a game called Ghostbusters 2, but uh, I wish there was a bigger story behind it. It didn't come out in America, but uh, it's worth $50 now, or $100 complete in box. Uh, based on those prices, I'm going to assume that it was really common because PAL exclusives are generally not super cheap. Uh, and this is a Ghostbusters game and people like it. It's definitely the one that people like. I see a lot of repros of it, which you shouldn't buy. You should buy a real copy of it. Yep. Agree. And another fun fact about this Ghostbusters 2 on Game Boy is a port of new Ghostbusters 2 from NES, but it uses the box art of the Activision Ghostbusters 2 from NES. Whew. Yeah, that some is some nonsense. Facts. It is nonsense, actually. And, uh, you know, that's why I I love when people say, oh, that's like the same game. And they talk about from like NES to Game Boy or Super Nintendo to Game Boy. Oh, those are the same game. I'm like, they they, uh, they one, recycled so much art, but they didn't recycle the games. Keep it a secret, man. Please. Yeah. They're, they're their own thing. Look harder. Anyways. Yeah. Um, anything more to say on that? Also... 
You want to talk about how expensive that is? Well, I said how much the NES game was, which is really what I was talking about. And this is kind of a funny thing. So the Game Boy game is a $22 cart or $150 complete in box. Uh, that's a very expensive cartridge for Game Boy. Uh, I didn't even think, like, I see a $150 Game Boy complete in box. I'm like, eh, the $100 PAL NES game, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But And then specifically on Ghostbusters 2 on Game Boy, they also have those. There's a box variation and a cart variation there, a blue box and a black box. The black box being rare and uh, the blue box being uncommon. Hold the phone. Wait, did you tell me this before the show? I did. And yeah. then I ignored you and chose the same and game said anyway. It wasn't a f- yeah, you said it wasn't a fun fact. I'm going to pick something else. And then I picked that. I totally that went in one ear out the other. I wasn't even thinking that. That's crazy. All right. And the black box is the one you want, right? I mean, you want either of them because they're both like they're both sought after. Um, Both good to have. But yeah, the black box game is the rare one for sure. I mean, we you know, it's 2019. We want the black box games now. I Yeah, I want that one. I don't have it yet. Sad news. Important games ever. Yeah. Sad, sad. All right, Stefan, what do you well, got for us? I did feel kind of guilty about this one until Tyler brought up Jaws, which is definitely a crappier one. But uh, <laughs> St- Street Fighter the movie. Um, this was I. Th- yeah, no, uh, I know. I've I've talked about this game a couple times before. Um, but as far as like uh, movie games, uh, anything with movie in the title is a pretty pretty decent pick. Um, so it obviously is uh, originated as an arcade game, and I would say it's not a horrible fighting game. It's just a horrible Street Fighter. Um, you know, if you if you compare it to other other uh, mocap games at the time, like Pit Fighter and um, uh, Primal Rage and those types of games, it's it's it just as bad or good as any of that but uh for a home console there's the ps1 long box and only long box by the way there's no dual case um and uh and sega saturn and there's actually and i don't know why but there's a significant price difference between them the sega saturn game is like 25 bucks and the ps1 game is like 50 to 60 bucks uh so if you're collecting those long box games you're gonna feel real good about paying 60 dollars for a shitty Street Fighter game. And just collecting just collecting PS1 long boxes is it hurts a little bit because if you don't get one that comes in like the Saturn style case, the condition's gonna be terrible in the game. Like the it's gonna just deteriorate over time, even if you take nice care of it. So ugh. Yeah, I don't those, it's probably so expensive boxes. because of all you long box people. Like, there's, n- there's, oh my god, there's nothing interesting about the long box PS1 set. It is the least interesting set ever. It's like the launch games. It's like the black box equivalent oh from next to PS1. But okay, they're so you know not as made... iconic. There's Street Fighter the movie, the game. There's Warhawk. Like these aren't the games people care about. There's a few Stop. games people care about, but I'm sorry, I didn't know golf was a super iconic game. It, it's one of the games that just got the sport. Golf, baseball, there's a football, it's on Atari. Yeah, you can only get one game that gets the name. Now everything has to be, you know, it can't be soccer anymore. It's got to be FIFA 97. Tyler always just, uses Tyler always uses Warhawk as his example when he's talking about this because he knows I like it, and it's just like a personal <laughs> dig at me. Yeah, well... Honestly, I, it's Tyler's just really crazy. easy to remember like, because we talked about it so much that one time. Yeah, Tyler's just like, yeah... 
black box Nintendo games are it. Everything else that was a launch title game sucks. I don't want to talk about them. They're insignificant. Um, the, all right, I'm looking up a long box list of PS1 games. There's like a million of them. It's not even There's a not... set. It's just like the entire uh, library. Do we want to p- compare percentiles? Because, I mean, that would be better, this... right? <laughs> Uh, there's still more of this than there are. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely going to be. But, I mean, if you start including, like, the black box and the silver box games, and do you count Punch-Out? Like, There are four basketball games. Yeah. There are two Battle Arena to Shinjins. They had time to make a sequel and still put it out in a long box. It was also a different different time in video game making, so it wasn't the same. All right. I'm thinking about collecting PS1. <laughs> well, don't because you'll have to buy long box games. Oh, I love uh I love Game Rave Game Rave's description. If you don't know Game Rave, uh huge PS1 collector, um Danger Boy. His last line is after a hundred plus releases, Sony thankfully changed to standard jewel cases. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yep. And like we're gonna do the the long box to jewel case episode. And uh, why that, and then that'll make some people sad. So there are a bunch of those long box games that also got jewel cases. We'll talk about those on another episode. Kind of like Anyways. how there were five screw games that have three screw game versions. Yep. Ooh. See the parallels? You love it, Tyler. See, it's you're like already there. Poetry. I, I love the 180s Tyler I know. does. He's like, like <laughs> on, on, like within like a paragraph. Like. Yeah. Do you have Tourette's? Do you just <laughs> randomly shout things into the microphone? What's going I on? I hate this. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. That analogy Johnny made is standing up. I'm going to go with that now. I love this now. <laughs> I'm going to collect right. PS1. Maybe. I don't know yet. Probably. Okay. So the the second game I have is a Super Nintendo game. It's uh, This one personally hurts my feelings. It is Three Ninjas Kickback. If you don't know about this game for a long time, it was getting super hyped. There was so much hype around this game about three, four years ago, I want to say. Do you remember, Tyler? Oh, when I didn't that... know the hype died down. I thought this was just a hot game forever. Oh, well, remember when the cart alone used to sell for like $100? I sure do. That's Yeah, now you can get it for like 20 bucks. Wow, I cool. Yeah, $25, $30. Like, that's a thing that you can happen. Under, well under 100 like... They say the loose price is 50, but I've seen sales much lower than that. So, uh, hey, Three Ninjas, welcome back to reality, at least on the cart price. Um, both of the sites, uh, you know, price charting, game value now, have the the price of this wrong. They say they're, the CIB is like $300 or $600. I have not seen one sell like that recently. There was a point when it like really bottomed out and hit that, but the last couple sales I saw were all over $900. I paid because it was one of the last games I needed and the going rate was like $1,300 and I got one for $1,000 and I felt good about it and had the poster. So I was like, fine, whatever. And uh, that hurt, but now it's less than that. This is one that took a hit, but it's one of these strange games that, you know, you can also find it on Sega CD and Genesis doesn't have that kind of hype or build around it. And it's just... uh, just dumb expensive, especially if you want that poster. So if you're like a super completist, watch out because most of them don't have it. And uh, if you get it for Sega CD, you also get Hook, which is, you know, two Ooh. movie games in one. Yeah. Oh, man. Good. Man, we could have talked about Hook. Oof. We could have talked about Hook. 
I love Hook, kind of. I have a secret secret love of Hook, even though I, I don't think it's great. I just, a soft spot for it. Page Master wouldn't be another <laughs> one that oh, we could have talked about. No, we couldn't have. Gross. <laughs> Sorry, Macaulay Culkin. Me and Ada love the Page Master. Do and you? Hook's a bad pinball machine, so I'm not going to get uh, into Hook. Yeah, uh, I watched Page Master with Carly. She was not into it. There is a um, um, uh, angry video game nerd did a video with Macaulay Culkin and they played Page Master and he was just just murderous. Like it was so bad. I think that was a Christmas episode last year, wasn't it? Uh, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when like there was like new buzz around Macaulay Culkin. Uh, I think his podcast is called Bunny Ears. Yeah. 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 And it's actually really uh, good. Yeah, so he started a podcast, and then they like went off for a season. Then came back with like a new co-host, like a new season. But um, yeah, he has a podcast, and then when all that was happening, he started showing up on things like Angry Video Game Nerds. So I I think that's when that happened. Anyways, that's like over the last two years, I think. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, Three Ninjas. What happened with this game? I mean, it's rare. It, like there's yes. not like you, you can't just like go and get it any day of the week, but no, it's hard to find. Complete. It's out. Like I go on Game Value now, I look at games, and it's like, oh, this game hasn't sold since 2014. Holy sh! This game sells. I don't see thousand dollar games selling this frequently. I don't think. Is it just like did, did someone figure out that the poster was really hard to find at some point, and then everybody had their eyes on it or something? Yeah, there was some of that, but also CIBs of it just, like, even without the poster, don't show up that often. Like, if you check eBay right now, I, I don't even think there's a good CIB of it available. Yeah, it, apparently only two two copies sold this year. Like, there's one that says it's $50. I'm guessing that was fake. Right. That's, that's why they're, like... There's uh, that complete one that sold in November... For a grand. For, for yeah, 974 Oof. Yeah, and there there is one on eBay right now for three thousand three hundred and fifty dollars. So that's what I mean, or best offer. So like, the and that one doesn't have the poster either. So anyone who's got like a three hundred dollar like look out for this, good luck. I hope you get it. But um, the carts aren't selling nearly what they used to. Um, you know, it's just just came back to reality a little bit. So. Cart set collecting's uh, dead. They're for poor people. Well, and there's also carts, a bunch guys, of Nitogane. there's also a bunch of repros of this cart now, so you gotta watch out for that. So, anyways, Three Ninjas Kick Back. There's a game. What's that movie about? I have never seen it. I imagine it's about it's a these three kid kids who who are ninjas and they kick back. Oh, all right. They just relax at house playing Genesis. All right, good one. Let oh. me tell you about my next movie, which we've all seen. It's a classic. Pretty sure it's from 1958. Uh, Space Master X7. Uh, Tyler. You guys remember Space Master X7? You guys saw that we're having a movie episode, and you're like, you know what Tyler's probably going to talk about? Space Master X7 on the Atari 2600. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) A movie from 1958 that uh, screened with the original The Fly, not the David Cronenberg one, the original old-ass one. Probably this movie's biggest claim to fame. It is uh, the game itself is a Yars Revenge ripoff. Um, it kind of got a circle in the middle, and there's a diamond around the circle, and there's a little opening that moves around the diamond, and your little multi-directional ship that can fly around and shoot through that opening at the thing in the middle. That is the entire game because it's an Atari game. What else do you expect? So the reason I picked this game in particular 
to to bother me? Uh, one was to bother Johnny. Two, it was published by 20th Century Fox, uh, which is interesting. 20th Century Fox, one of the biggest things you think of when you think movies. And they've got a set of Atari games that they made. And it's not like games, like almost universally games after the Atari did not do this. Like you would three ninjas kick back. I bet the movie came out right when that game came out. This 20th Century Fox set, I think it spans at least four decades. Uh, it's got 50s movies, 60s movies, 70s movies, and 80s movies. Uh, so like some of the other ones are like The Earth Dies Screaming, uh, Alien, Porky's, and I'm pretty sure that's 60s, 70s, 80s in there. And uh, there's 17 of these games. Uh, not all of them are based on movies, but they've got like The Lion. Uh, well, The Lion's an MGM thing, so no, they don't have The Lion. They have the 20th Century Fox logo uh, on the box. And I will say that uh, Atari Age says Space Master X7 is the rarest of these. The rarest. Uh, the last cartridge. It's an R6, which um, the Atari Age scale doesn't really. It's not really similar to the Nintendo Age scale. I'd say it's a little easier on grading. So an R6 is still pretty easy to find. Uh, the last cartridge sold for $6 on eBay. Uh, there's a buy it now for $30 shipped for five of these games. And no one is ever going to buy it. And this game is available for uh, $100 new. Buy it now. But two weeks ago, one of the $100 ones actually sold. So that is potentially an accurate price. And I think it's funny. I could not find a complete in box copy for sale. I imagine it's actually kind of hard to find complete in box. There's one listed for $130. $30 more than a brand new copy of the game. You're killing me. Why? You, you, there was a Porky's one and an Alien one, and you went with this? Uh, Space Master X7. So another thing you can learn from this is not every Atari game that sounds like the most generic thing they could start with Star or Space is actually just a generic thing. It might be based on a classic movie like Space classic? Master X7. I, I think you're getting a little loose over there. You know, the Porky's game. So let's talk about Porky's. No, uh, we're done. <laughs> we're done there. Stefan, rescue us. Rescue us with Waterworld? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh. Great movie. <laughs> uh, before I start, uh, I just want to let you guys know uh, I have been invaded by my four-year-old, so I uh, apologize for any background noise. Um, but yeah, uh, Waterworld for the Virtual Boy is my last in, uh, my last entry. Um, apparently Tyler really likes this movie, which I think is the, the funnest fact that I have. Just for the Virtual Boy? There's a lot of it's us that also, like Also, there's also a PAL Super Nintendo copy of it. Is it collectible? Uh, sure it is. <laughs> you sound very convinced. I bought it. <laughs> um, so, Waterworld for the Virtual Boy, and this is the one that I'm talking about specifically, um, is based off the Kev Kevin Costner movie, um, and it's... Between two and three hundred dollars, complete. Less, uh, it's closer to around a hundred dollars if you wanna if you wanna buy it uh, card only. And I don't know that I have a ton to say about this. Do you want to fight I about mean, whether or not The Postman is a good movie? No, because you're <laughs> wrong on both counts. They're the same um, movie, and both are great. Waterworld yeah. is obviously a lot better, but I. So anyone who's listening to this and you're wondering whose opinion you should listen to, just know that Tyler said not only is Waterworld great, but The Postman is also great. And Stefan said The Postman is great. And I said, nah. 
these aren't good movies and they definitely are flops. Johnny, your your opinion makes sense. My opinion makes sense. Stefan's opinion does not make sense because they're the same movie starring the same person. Yeah, okay, but what I had said was that it's a it's not as good a movie as it was expensive to make. Like the, the That cost is 100% of the film. true. Wasn't it was like the most expensive movie ever or something. At the at that time, I'm not sure yeah. if that still holds up, but yes. Uh, in a fantastic theme park show, wherever that is, Six Flags. I don't know. They still got it going on. I'm pretty Universal. Sure. I'm pretty sure it's Universal. Still there, Universal. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it is Universal. Like it's as, still there. I wish as, they would tear it down. As much as <laughs> and, they and put more Harry Potter stuff there. Yeah. As much as they change out everything else, like rip out good stuff, like the Back to the Future ride. Uh, that the Waterworld show apparently it does well enough that uh, it's still there. The Waterworld stunt show isn't isn't. It's not terrible. Oh, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, so, uh, Johnny, I- I'm interested in the PAL Super Nintendo version because I that is something I do not keep on top of. That's a PAL exclusive? Yes. What yeah, is a, that? Well, actually, I-, I don't know if it's a PAL exclusive or it was also Japan. But I'm like 95% that it was just a PAL exclusive. Uh, what kind of game is it? I don't know. That I, that I don't know. It's um, It was made by Ocean. Um, that doesn't bode well. Released in a few different regions. Um, there's an Italian version, I think a French version I've seen. I mean, with PAL games, PAL games a lot of times, which territory of, you know, like which country it's coming out of, for PAL kind of uh, determines the price. It's I, just I, the f***ing Virtual Boy game on Super Nintendo. It looks like garbage. Like, if there was like a side, like a side-scroller or like an adventure game, I would be all about that. This one features jet skis. Woo. Shoot them. Yeah, get them. Hey, I just got that uh, Waterworld was made by Ocean. Huh? Guys? Yeah. N- nope. Made by Ocean? No. Nope. Get it, Waterworld? Ocean, <laughs> see what we did there? <sighs> All right. Well, thanks, Stefan. I appreciate that you got there. Thank you. <laughs> I, did, I, I throw in a bunch of these each show, and whenever someone finds them and messages me about them, it makes me happy. But I'm glad you got this one mid-show. Um, All right. My last one is a fun one that a lot of people, this one isn't like a secret game. You're probably not going to be like, holy sh**, what? Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade for uh, the NES. So what what could go wrong there? Like, it's collectible, right? It's an Ubisoft game. It's like $300-ish, you know, like 200 to 300 complete, you know, for a nice copy. That's That's pretty collectible. Except, my fun fact, as Tyler likes, there's another version of this game. So Ubisoft was the later release. This uh, this one was released in 1993, but in 1991, Taito, which is famous for having like late release Nintendo games that are like expensive, see Flintstones, Little Samson, and uh, others. They they made a version, but it's only like forty dollars. They are not the same game. They're not remotely the same. Well, the they're remotely one, the same because they look almost exactly the same because they that, use that the is same not, art. No, 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 no. Not in the game. You're not in the game. The box? The, uh, oh, yeah. The box, the box art. It's the same, yeah, the, which is insane. Yeah, the box art, it's crazy. Like, one's a close-up. It's a very confusing thing. Like, they've messed with the colors. The The one you want is with the red bar across the top. 
and that's the Ubisoft one. So, like, really just look for Ubisoft. It's got the Ubisoft, like, weird square logo at the bottom. But if you're actually playing the game, the games are not the same game. They don't play the same. The 1993 Ubisoft one, like, it was a, since it was a late development game, they were really pushing the Super Nintendo and what it could do. The sprite looks, like, pretty interesting, except the color palette in it is horrible. It it's, like, like, super garbage. flat. Well, but like the Indiana Jones sprite looks kind of amazing. The way he moves is pretty fluid. Like they're pushing stuff there, but then all the colors are flat and like things are really clunky. It It's not a good game. If, like sadly, the Indiana Jones games on the Nintendo are not good. All of them. Just move along and go find a, a PC game and call it good. Don't play these. But uh, yeah. The box is crazy that they are almost the same. It's one is just a close-up shot of the same thing. Indiana Jones on the horse. Is that the most iconic scene from that movie? I guess so, because that's what all the promotional material for this game, even in uh, other countries, was. So there, there you have it. The, this weird, why Nintendo would allow this to happen or why anyone would do this is baffling to me. I don't know, but uh, there it is. Check those out if you haven't. If, if you're going for the set, you need both. They're not the same. And uh, <laughs> just to point out, because you didn't make the parallel, uh, there are two Ghostbusters 2 games and two Last Crusade games on NES. I can't think of another console that has that many duplicate stupid games like that. Yeah. Crazy. Also, that, was your, that was your fun fact. I wasn't stealing it from you. You told me you wanted to bring that up. Did I? No. You did. But uh, right. this games like this where there's a uh, I mean, really, the title one's 40 bucks now because it used to be like, like the title one was worthless and the Ubisoft one was like $80. So it would be a really good one to like have a saved search and see if you could find one that slips through the cracks because people who are just checking game value now prices, they will never get this right. There's the majority of people selling this game forever will not know which version they have. So it's a good one to get a deal on. Yep, that's how I got mine. That's how everyone got theirs, I'm sure. Yep. Yes, Stefan. So of the two of them, would you say that the Ubisoft one belongs in a museum? Uh, (laughs) I'll put in the the yeah sound effect there. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was totally worth it. Okay. I'm glad you're happy, Stefan. That's why we're here. We, we've done it. We've completed this small little side episode, and it's not at the two-hour mark. So let's go awesome. and talk about what we bought. Like, what is the best thing you bought since the last time we talked? Go ahead, uh, Tyler. I didn't buy anything bad. I didn't know I had to give you the best thing I bought. Um, I might have bought 100 PS1 games, but... Uh... Oh, whoa, whoa, what? <laughs> uh, well, I've been Back cleaning up. up the Super Nintendo set. Um, I don't know how many I have left. I have maybe 15 games left and Hagane is the only one. And I'm that I'm not paying $500 for Hagane. Maybe if it's mint, um, it's all like this super weird. Like I didn't have dirt traffic FX relief pitcher, uh, ultimate Mortal Kombat three hyper V ball screw hyper V ball. I think I paid $20 for that. Um, I like JJ games. Uh, they're a good spot to go hunt for variants and they got free shipping. Sometimes you'll find like, ah, I need a $7 game. All right. They got it for $7 free ship and I'll pick up a bunch of stuff there. Uh, and then I went down, uh, all their PlayStation games and I'm like, Oh, should I just buy every PlayStation game I don't have? And I bought every PlayStation game I didn't have. 
Hey, Johnny, remember like remember 20 minutes ago when he said he might start collecting PS1? Yeah. You mean he meant I don't he know. already started? So uh, it was a bad idea. I shouldn't have done this because I really want to finish SNES and I want to get all the my rest of my Genesis manuals. I think I probably got like 10 Genesis manuals left. I need to like 100% that stuff before I get interested in anything else. I need to save up for my wedding. I really want to get a sealed Ocarina of Time. I, I don't have time for the PlayStation 1 set. That's just like a multiple year life consuming project that I, I can't get into. But I did buy about 100 games anyway. Um, well, you're one tenth of the way there. It's, it's dude, I, I'm thinking of how many PS1 games I have. I probably have a little over 100 PS1 games. I just bought another and then it's like, got it. I, I got a thousand left to go. <laughs> it's so ridiculous, the PS1. Uh, and also, um, big thumbs down to JJ Games. They do a terrible job shipping really large packages. So I got a package of 100 PS1 games, and I haven't opened it yet, but it has, I'm almost positive, it has a single layer of bubble wrap, and it's all just a clump in the center. And it probably got demolished, but we'll see how it went. Probably. Uh, I guess the uh, only other interesting thing I bought, uh, I got a big logo Castlevania. Oh, there's there's something they call that. What do they call that? So the first uh, the first release of Castlevania, it had uh, a big Castlevania logo on the spine with a Konami logo above it. But the logo was too big and it pushed the Konami logo onto the main part of the label. So at the top of it, there's an upside down Konami logo and they yep. ca- they call it the big logo or something. Um, and I needed one to complete my Castlevania. Uh, and so I bid for it on eBay and it went up to $35, which I thought was interesting because I didn't know that anyone cared about that. And I had recently mentioned that you might want to look out for those. So apparently they're kind of worth twice what a regular Castlevania is. Neat. Yay. Yeah. I'm glad you bought a Castlevania. Too bad you didn't buy it last month. Then you could have put it under the Halloween game tag, which you didn't use. Hmm. Hmm. You're right. Random shade. I, I should take a picture of some Castlevania games. I, I, should I get like the, I should get the, like some computer Castlevania ones, get like a real big box behind them and make a good picture. Yeah. Don't, don't Stefan on us. That <laughs> X68000 copy is pretty mm, X68000 awesome. is pretty sexy. And it is huge, Tyler. Like if you want something in the back, it is, it's very large. Very huge. Don't want to spend $300 to take an Instagram picture that a hundred people will see though. Shut up. Yes, you do. You uh, know you do. I, I definitely don't. But maybe <laughs> I have to save. I want this stupid Ocarina of Time and I'm getting married and I have to go on a honeymoon. There's like expenses. <laughs> yeah. I need a DJ. Yeah. Why don't you just Anyways. instead of going on a honeymoon, just stay home and play that dumb game you guys play. What? Space Master X? <laughs> no, the uh, the one you play with. Ada. Divinity. Yeah, Divinity. Oh, man. Or Path of Exile. All right, I hope she doesn't hear me edit this because she's just going to want to start a new game. Also, Path of Exile 2 got announced. Oh, my God. Your life is ruined. It's no ruined. joke. Path of Exile legitimately ruined my life for like weeks while I was playing it. Like it was a very, very unhealthy thing. And if I get dragged back into it, it's going to be a problem. I'm sorry, Tower. It's going to be a problem. I know. Stefan. Hi. I know you bought some something stupid that was probably valuable <laughs> and rare and one of a kind. So just let us have it. Just, no, just go ahead. So so actually, I was trying to think about this. And aside from something that I bought like while we were on the podcast, which I'm not going to... It's not in hand, obviously, so I'm not going to mention it this week. But I haven't really... So it's property tax time, you guys. And... Uh, and between like that and the death of my wife, like I'm really like scrunching, you know, tightening the belt. So what little um, 
free money I have had uh, this month, I've been framing art. Um, I'm doing the uh, SoCal Retro Gaming Expo. I'm going to bring my counselor stuff there too in March, so look out for that. But I'm also spinning up a Art of Nintendo Power uh, exhibit that will go along with it. And so I've been framing stuff, and you know, I, I like to frame frame things nicely. So it's like you know, 100, $130 to $160 a pop. Um, and I've got a lot of it, so um, so yeah, all my money's been going to framing art, uh, pretty much. So nothing super exciting um, yet. Um, yeah, that's all I got. Sorry. No problem. That's that was surprising. I I don't know. I don't even know what to say. There's nothing rare or. I mean, all the stuff just, I'm he's framing, framing is super his rare. art, Johnny. Oh oh yeah. He's kicked oh, off the mind. show. He's too elite. <laughs> I know. He doesn't need new acquisitions. He just needs to frame his current ones. That's the other thing. They're just called acquisitions at this point, which is crazy. Yeah, I have like I just bought some stuff. He made acquisitions. I have like like Uh, I'm advancing my position in the art world. I'm sorry, what now? <laughs> I mean, you um, know. I yeah, I was talking to Dan Moresca at the top of the show. I mean, does that am I no, fancy? Stop now? name dropping. <laughs> Jesus. All right, gross. Okay. Um, what did I buy? Guys, I I bought some more PAL Super Nintendo games, which I've been showing. I got a couple I haven't shown yet. I showed you guys Pop and Twin B. Or no, I put that on Instagram. So I bought Pop and Twin B on PAL for Super Nintendo because I'm trying to do that, uh, the exclusives over there. And I bought some Game Boy games. So I bought like Tailgater, DuckTales 2, Zen Intergalactic Ninja... Mega Man 3, so these are some games I bought. And uh, here's a funny thing. I also bought Batman Rise of Sinzu, but for the GBA. And the wrong one was sent to me. I got sent a PAL copy of Batman Vengeance instead. So I'm still trying to work that out so I get I get Batman Rise of Sinzu because it's actually kind of a pain in the ass to find on the GBA for a good price. Does it come with anything funny? It does not. It's just normal Nothing. No fun stuff. Boring. Boo. Why do we yeah, even want it? Boo. Come on. Well, I love Batman, and I like GBA. I, I just like collecting Game Boy stuff. I don't want to play it. I just want to own it. So, um, yeah. And then, like, Shelf. this week, I, uh, I I don't expect I'll be buying anything soon. I'm getting ready for a vacation, and I uh, also had some unforeseen expenses, so that's uh, some stuff I'm taking care of cool right. yeah fun fun episode guys hey hey but uh, oh. but i did play some stuff i'm oh. actually playing oh, things do we still do that oh i'm playing well, stuff too we can talk about yeah it. we can Ooh. talk about it whenever we're playing stuff we just don't ever play stuff that's <laughs> yeah. that's oh, the problem. What, what did you get what did you get time to play so two things um i've been actually using ring fit adventure if that counts a lot um and it's awesome god I, you have been all over ring Fit Adventure. i, just, I uh, super 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 love it uh, everyone, if you are on the fence about it, go out and pick it up. It's rad. Uh, but then also, I've been playing um, Jedi Fallen Order, and uh, oh, is it good? Yeah. Uh, well, I, so it's it's a in my 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 four second review is it's a, an excellent Star Wars game and a very mediocre Uncharted game. Um, so, uh, so yeah, hmm. it, it you know gameplay wise, it feels a lot like Uncharted, uh, but just everything that. Every everything it tries to do, 
similarly, it just doesn't do as well. Like there's a lot of, you know, like climbing and parkour and all that. And it just doesn't feel as fluid as like all the things that Uncharted nails. It does a mediocre job of, of doing. But uh, for storyline and, and ambiance and I, I, I'm, I'm very engaged. I'm super captivated by the story, um, but I'm not really super impressed by the gameplay. Okay. I'm kind of out on Star Wars games until I don't want to get any emotion over Star Wars until after the next movie, you know, which is not far away now. And just uh, my cathartic breath I can take after this trilogy is complete. I can just move on with my life and see how I feel about that. That's and, uh, it. This is complete. That's it for Star Wars movies, except for the one movie I'm going to get for the rest of my life. Or one movie a year, I meant. Yeah, I have to work out how I can see that with... Uh, my son being around. Hey, did you play anything, Tyler? Uh, did I say play the new Call of Duty? You did not. It's it's a Call of Duty game. I don't know. It's a Call of Duty game you from know. five years ago. Uh, so the last Call of Duty I played was Black Ops, and if I remember Black Ops right, you know, you you got the story stuff. You got to press up through enemy fire because if you just camp, they're just gonna infinitely spawn at you. You got a bunch of sections where they just plop you down, and you got to snipe a bunch of dudes. Uh, and that's it's this is exactly the same game. Like it's a different setting. It's it's a cool story, but uh, Call of Duty has not changed. So uh, it's it's fun. actually see that's the thing. I changed back. Oh, that's funny. If it got... changed and then changed back, and that's the one I played. Yeah, huh. because it was like dumb jetpacks and futurism, and it did not like it. Uh, I also played some Call of Duty, um, just briefly. I think I played maybe two or three hours of it, but I, I don't really play the story. I play some online stuff with friends. So, uh, yeah, my friends have been dragging me into the online stuff. I, uh, I don't like it, which isn't surprising because I don't play a lot of multiplayer games. I do like the, uh, the two V two mode, uh, gunfight. That is a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gunfight's interesting, but, uh, yeah, I played a little bit of that, but, um, also, uh, I've been playing dragon warrior three on the switch. So you can buy that from the, just the store and you can get Dragon Warrior, I'm sorry, Dragon Quest. If uh, people are, don't type in Dragon Warrior, it's Dragon Quest 1, 2, and 3. You can buy them individually on the, just the Switch store online or uh, on Play Asia. you can buy the physical copy and have that sent to you. I did that just because I'm a big fan of that series, especially the early stuff. So I did that. It is English on those so don't worry about that part um yeah so i've been playing dragon warrior 3 that's what i've been doing and the only reason i even have time for that is because i am on bereavement leave and that's why i'm playing video games because if i was not on bereavement leave i i don't know when i would find time to do so why are you playing dragon warrior 3 i mean i don't know anything about dragon warrior i've only played the first game but is it just because that's when you haven't played no i've played it before i it's just a game i like and I haven't played it in a long time, and I, like, it was a game I played through kind of hastily back when I was a teenager, and I wanted to go back and give it a, a proper sitting. Like, I, I played through Dragon Warrior 4 multiple times, Dragon Warrior 1 and 2 multiple times, but 3, I only, like, kind of slogged through once, and I, I'll, I'll talk more about it after, I, if I ever beat it, but uh, this version of it, just because... I like got to the end and like saved data got corrupt. I had a whole bad experience at the end of Dragon Warrior three after putting in a lot of hours into it when I was a kid. Uh, so 
I just stayed away from replaying it. Now I'm trying to go back into. Plus, I, I've needed something I can kind of do mindlessly and not think. And Call of Duty isn't really, like really the the right outlet for me. I don't want to. I don't want to get angry at things. I don't want to be trying to shoot people. I just want to kind of when I come home from dealing with stuff from my dad who passed. I I just want to come home and not think too hard and just kind of mindlessly slog through a game that is uh, kind of the equivalent of comfort food as well. All right. So that, uh, you uh, RPG people that. playing through the same RPG multiple times, just out of your minds, but that's all right. Yeah. I was a kid when I played. Yeah, the, this, ki- the kid one is. Un- no, no. The kid one is not understandable. But playing through a game you enjoyed as a kid again, that I understand. The Dragon Warrior 3 thing I understand. But saying like, I played through Dragon Warrior 4 multiple times. That's weird. Oh, yeah. I, I, Dragon Warrior 4 is actually my favorite one. I never. The DS ones I wanted to get into because it's like, what is it called? Like the Heaven Cycle or whatever. It's like Dragon Warrior 5 and 6. Like kind of complete that. And I never got into those, even though they were released on DS. I really wanted to. But I, I can't spend that many hours uh, playing on a handheld. So, boo, boo to that. One last thing I did want to say about Fallen Order, which I think some people will find interesting because it was completely, uh, I was completely surprised by it, was that it is actually a Metroidvania. Like, they do use um, abilities as keys in this game. So, like, you'll get to a, you know, you'll go to a planet and you'll get to a certain point, And then usually they give you a pretty, a pretty hard, uh, clue like your character will say to you essentially like oh i can't jump that high yet you know that kind of thing and then you'll have to come back when you can so it uses the skill set of the jedi um as as like a gating mechanism which is super like metroidvania-esque interesting yeah it's a game i want to play i'm not sure if like uh are you playing it on a regular ps4 or on the pro or what are you doing on the pro Okay. Yeah, I don't have a pro, so I've always, I've been like a little hesitant there. Like, is it gonna run worse? Is it gonna look bad? Like, oh, it's the same reason I haven't got to Spider Man yet either, and I want to play both of those. Spider Man is great. So yeah, no, it looked great. I want to I want to play it a good deal, and it's like still on my list to play. Like, I really wanted the Spider Man Pro console, and I just, you know, it became I I didn't buy it when I saw it at Target, and then the next day it was like six hundred dollars and kind of out of like out of my want to pay for not out of my reach but out of what i was willing to pay for it anyways i think that's all i got guys have anything else you want to add shout out to wada because that episode of pawn stars was not recorded yesterday so what a year maybe a year and a half into the company's life you go from nothing to being on pawn stars hyping up a million dollar video game Uh, this is why vga is becoming irrelevant good job yeah well uh no, that that uh, that was, it, you know, it was like, oh, man, like they're out there doing it, which uh, I like to see. So good on them. All right. Um, and I, I just want to hyper quick. Just I did mention it in passing earlier, but I, I did confirm availability for my gameplay counselors to come out to the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo the weekend of March 27th. Uh, 2020. So if you missed the gameplay counselor stuff and you really want to watch it, um, then come on out to SoCal and we're going to be there too. And then I also did put up um, the museum piece that I did for Portland and the panel on my Archon 1981 YouTube channel. So if you want to watch the panel or look at my stuff, then they're both up there. Nice. All right. 
I'm I'm curious to see what will change uh, at at this convention for the gameplay counselor stuff. Yeah, I, like I, maybe I, you'll answer my question. Yeah, that that and a significant amount. Like I, I have gotten quite a few things since since then. Yeah, no, I I know. Like I thought the first iteration was good. And I imagine the second version is going to be even better with more information. So I yes, that sir. wasn't better that wasn't me being um. I I'm actually looking forward to that. I don't need good audio when I have you, Tyler. That audio you, still you sucks. Just, I'm, it's I'm pretty embarrassed good. that you said, like, Tyler did the audio. I'm like, no, I just tried to fix it. It sucks. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, Stefan, where are you from? You're from YouTube? You're from Nintendo Age? No, you're not, because it doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> wow. Tyler really wants to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can find me, Archon1981, A-R-C-H-O-N-1981, uh, primarily on Instagram, sometimes on YouTube, very seldom on Video Game Sage, but uh, that's that's me. All right, Tyler, where are you? I'm those places, except I'm actually on Video Game Sage, unlike these two guys. Um, I'm on Video Game Sage once in a while. All right. I've never, I've literally never seen you post. Or I've posted like two things. That's it. Okay. But I didn't post much on Nintendo Age either. I was a reader. Forum interfaces in general, like I've found really cumbersome for uploading like photos and video. And that's generally what I want to post. So like, that's usually the most if I... important stuff to have on forums. Yeah. So I yeah, just, yeah, but they make it hard to do. Yeah. That. When I can just go to the, I can go to the video game Sage Facebook page and call it a day. <laughs> All right. Hi, I mean, I don't have a ball in the fight. Uh, go go watch my fight? new two-minute YouTube video on Convention Quest, a homebrew with no other footage on the internet about what it even is. He doesn't have a ball in this fight, ladies and gentlemen. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't get it, but it's okay. A, it's a bull. You don't have a bull in this fight, not a ball. It's a dog, but that's fine. What? No, you can say bull. Dog as well. What did I say? Like, did I say that or ball. did Stefan say that? No, you said you had you didn't have a ball in this fight, which is not an expression what anyone has I? ever said before. <laughs> right then, I, I don't remember even saying that. Why would I say that? I what trust fight? us. We don't. Why know Why would you say that? <laughs> Please, I'm you very think I tired. Just came out of here in the randomly? morning, which is like when we usually start recording. But I'm I'm so done. We started talking about modern games, and I'm just like, oh no, I'm out. You started talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's modern my games. fault. <laughs> And no, I was done. No, was Once actually... I said Call of Duty, I'm like, I no, this is bedtime. All right. Uh, you can find me pretty much on Instagram, a little bit on Video Game Sage. And uh, that's it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. We will talk to you next time. And uh, we we look forward to you telling us uh, your opinion on uh, everything we talked about. So leave some comments in the thread so we can so we can fight you. Uh, fight, fight us. Because we're, we're tired of fighting each other. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give us someone else to fight. Put a ball in the ring, okay, guys? And just get out there and comment. <laughs> All right. Everyone, that's it. Bye!